to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Keeping It Real. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it's Monday, September 12th in the year 2022. And we're going to have just kind of a mashup tonight of some of the crazy going on and some of the greater issues we need to really be focusing on. But before we begin, I want to welcome a new sponsor to the show tonight. And I'm really excited about this group. It's called iTarget Pro. Now, you all know how passionate I am about the Constitution, and I truly love the Second Amendment. And I'm also extremely passionate about the way that we can have the ability to protect our families. Now, iTarget is one of these devices, if you've not seen this, it's really amazing. You just download the app, and then you have an ability to do target practice inside your home with a laser insert that goes inside your weapon. And they have all ranges of calibers. So this system, literally, all I did was download the iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training right away inside the home. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, and sight alignment and trigger control. All of that from the safety of your home. And right now, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code. Here it comes. You know it, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. And as you know, the what cost of ammo, which is crazy, and it can keep skyrocketing, this is a great solution to maintaining your target accuracy, your target practice, and doing it at an affordable cost, and also just being able to do it whenever you want. So again, it's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. So check them out. The link is now will now be below the podcast. Super happy to have them on board as a sponsor for the program. And I think it fits right within everything else that we talk about all the time, which is literally... We lead with the sword of the spirit, but we never let the sword of steel leave our hip. And nobody, nobody is going to turn us into a cockroach or a doormat. Pretty simple. So again, itarget, itargetpro.com. Promo code is BARDS. So Patriots, there has been a lot going on today, as you can imagine. It's just another crazy day in America with a K. And it's, we're noticing just an increase in sanity around the world. So here's just an example. One arrested after wild brawl breaks out at Providence, Rhode Island Dance Club. Chairs and glass bottles were flying all over the place. There is a sense of random violence that has just escalated. And so much of this is coming from the, when you look at this, people are saying, well, where is it coming from, I should say. And people are trying to assess that it's coming from the fact that we have reduced police, not no accountability in the laws. But I'm going to tell you, coming off this weekend where we did the, the covenant, the restoring the ancient paths here in uh, Mass- or, yeah, Massachusetts, Plymouth, 
can't even remember where I'm at. I travel so much. So this is Plymouth, Massachusetts. Here's what really became very evident. And I think this is at the core where we really have to begin tonight's talk. What we are dealing with right now is really the outcome of not only spiritual warfare, but an entire country that has stepped away from God. We've made covenants with God to ensure that we keep their eyes on him. And I'm being very honest. I mean, it, it, the closer you get to that relationship with the Lord and the closer that we look into the relationship that we should be having with a covenant, the easier all of this restoration becomes. But when we step away from that, the entire fabric of what holds us together as a society begins to unravel. We are a country that was built around the relationships that we had with God on the throne above us, the people, and then government subordinate to us. And that was how the pilgrims designed when they came here intentionally. It's what carried forward in the years ahead. It's what the Declaration of Independence established when it established the moral law, which is the framework from the Constitution. And when you get all of that structure in place, this ship literally writes itself, if you will. The problem is we have walked away from the Constitution. We've walked away from the Declaration of Independence. We've walked away from the covenants that were made. And in the process, we've walked away from God at every single level. God's out of the government. God's out of schools. God's out of our homes. And that isn't to say that there isn't a remnant reviving that, but the problem is that the majority of Americans are still wandering out here. And it's not enough just to say, like, I'm pro-Trump, I'm pro-MAGA, I'm pro-whatever, I'm conservative, I've got my guns, whatever. That's, that's a lame response here. This war is truly spiritual in nature, and it's showing up in so many ways. And there's, it's the only real explanation when you start to look at the range and craziness that the world has fallen into. So let's just start with it. Let's look at a few things. I want to begin tonight with a perspective. I, I think this kind of gives us a glimpse as to how far we have to go. Believe it or not, this is a MAGA supporter. Listen carefully to what he says. Barack Obama had big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, me too, especially since he wasn't elected as president. <laughs> Patriots, we have a real problem in this country of basic education and knowledge of our histories and knowledge of facts. And I really can't stress enough the importance of people getting smart on basic things. We've really become a dumbed-down society. And I'll tell you, I feel very humbled when I'm around people like I was this weekend that know histories that I have never known. And I've, I have a history degree. I am a student of history. And I'm being exposed to histories that I never knew of this country. And they have spent their life not only presenting them, but right now they're in the process of defending them because woke culture is doing everything it can to erase them so that we don't know. So this is a really critical time that we have the responsibility to read, to study, to expand our depth of knowledge of what this nation is about because this is really at the core of saving our nation is the core of us regaining the knowledge and the relationship in God. And that comes through our understanding of covenants law. And I really can't stress that enough. We're going to have one of the authors that I met this weekend on the show 
and she'll be coming in in a few weeks to talk about covenant law. And it's really important to understand because covenants are critical in our relationship with God. It's just, there's no, and it's what set this country up and it's what we're actually operating under. And in the sense, we are violating those laws that we set up. This is a big problem we have is that we're not acknowledging that there is spiritual contracts that we are part of in this fight. We keep trying to look at the material world. Sounds like Madonna. And it isn't just a material world. We're spiritual beings in the presence and in the, in the essence. And without our relationship with Christ, we are being exposed and walking into spiritual contracts that we have no way of defending or even knowing how they operate because we're just not that smart, to be quite frank. So as we continue on with some of this tonight, we are under a place of really understanding and seeing greater and greater threats all around us and really the evils and the lies that were there. I want to play this piece here. This is one of the reasons, this piece is a, exemplifies one of the reasons I tend not to talk about January 6th. I, I don't doubt that this report has truth to it, but I'm always left with more questions than I am answers. And one of the answer questions I asked with the January 6th is, how are the reports getting out of the jail that people are being abused? And it's a very important question. Now, look, I'm following from real experience here. You all know my story or should if you don't. And that's episode 64. I give my testimony. I tell you that because if you're new to the channel and you want to look about, learn about me, go to episode 64. It's a long ways back. You can find it. Believe it or not, if you put it in a search engine, you might get it real quick. But episode 64, I give you my testimony of how I was thrown in jail for 20 days. And that's really been a gift for me from God because in all of this, I've been able on many levels, but in one of the reasons that it is, is I had the experience of understanding what goes on and what doesn't go on. And what doesn't go on in prison is the ease of communication outward. It isn't that people can't call out. It isn't that people can't communicate out. But it doesn't happen quickly. And I have never been, I've never seen any place in there where cell phones are allowed. So if I seem a little bit cautious on January 6th, it's because of that. I don't have no idea how these J6 prisoners are communicating so effectively outside the walls. And I really don't. And so that's an answer that needs to be provided because it will give more legitimacy to these stories. That said, I've heard several reports on this particular incident and it's worth listening to. People understand what exactly happened to your husband in prison. Yes. This incident happened um, on Labor Day, September the 5th at around, um, I'm in, in central time, so 10.30 my time, 11.30 central, or sorry, Eastern time. Uh, my phone started to blow up and I was like, what's going on? And I was informed that my husband was assaulted by Lieutenant Crystal Lancaster in the DC jail. And I immediately, I know who my husband is inside and out. We've been together for 14 years, never has had a strike on his record, never been in trouble before. And I'm like, what is going on here? This just doesn't sound right. And I was informed that he went out in the morning to get his morning medication. He was 25 feet from his cell to the medication cart. And so he did not have a mask on. And, and talking about that, 
when when you're in jail and you take medication, you have to prove to the officer that you took your medication right there. So you're not going to have a mask on anyway. He walked over to the medication cart to get his meds and Lieutenant Lancaster yelled at him for not wearing a mask and uh, sprayed him with OC spray. So what we know pepper spray as OC spray is much more lethal. And so she sprayed him with OC spray, then told the um, correctional officer that was watching the pod to handcuff him. When they handcuffed him, she started to assault him and sprayed him again with OC spray directly in his face, about a foot away from his face. I don't doubt that there's abuse going on in the prison. I don't doubt that at all. Matter of fact, when I was in jail, I was got the actual testimony from people that had had one guard that was using sex with other inmates. I hope they were all female. He was a creep to get to give them favor. So that is that corruption exists within the system and it's very viable. I've also seen. There was one guy in jail that was illegally incarcerated for over six months. He had a diabetes issues and later lost his foot because they would not treat him. When they finally let him out and the judge finally, he got to the right judge that let him out, he had to have his foot amputated because for six months they refused to treat him. So the idea that there are abuses in jail is not an if, it's always. That's the next first statement. It's a matter of magnitude. So the other thing you need to be looking at, and we all need to be looking at, is when we look at the January 6th issue, we need to be asking more questions about why there were so many Ukraine people involved there and in the impeachment trial for Trump. My guess is that all links go back to Ukraine and that the Kazarian network was putting its own people into January 6th in D.C., running them through the FBI and the CIA. And right now, my guess is that the Jan 6th Prisoners that are there are likely going through similar abuses that the Russian soldiers went through in Ukraine. And I think if they had the if they had the opportunity to uh, do what they did to Russia, they would torture these guys to death. So I don't doubt that at all. I'm just I just also like I said at the beginning with January sixth stuff and just keeping it real tonight. You've got to put a John decide on a lot of things. And one question I will ask always is how these guys are getting cell phones in jail. I saw somebody post earlier, and I don't, and I don't dispute this, and they said that they had, a, um, they had a relative in federal prison that was able to call three times a day. I don't doubt that at all. And that phone privilege is there. But the question again, and, but I can tell you that when an incident happens, they typically shut the phones off. And so the idea that there's immediate calling going on is what I put a red flag up. I'm not saying it's not happening, but this thing doesn't fit right on so many levels. And one of the biggest concerns I have with Jan 6 is there's a mix of real and a mix of PSYOP going on to intentionally inflame the patriots to bring them to arms to try to fight a civil war. That's the one major red flag caution that has to be said. If you're a Jan 6 supporter and you're offended by that, tough. Because this is a PSYOP war first and foremost, and so you better be real and better ask the hard questions. It's just that it's just that simple. So in other news and looking at things, Patriots are fighting back. Take a listen to this pedo that these guys found. This is really awesome. They set him up in a in a catfish scam. He came to meet a 14-year-old girl to have sex with her. 
they snagged him and in the mall now they totally and literally don't let him leave the mall without announcing his name and humiliating him in front of everybody in the mall. Take a listen. Excuse me, everybody. This man is here to meet with a 14-year-old girl. A 14-year-old girl. Excuse me, everybody. Providence Place Mall. This man is here to meet with a 14-year-old girl for sex. Holding Capo Bianco. Excuse me, everybody. This man is here to meet with a 14-year-old girl. That's about as close as we can get to legally imposing a millstone. We call that a digital millstone. And it's well done. It's work like that. We need more patriots doing. Our law enforcement is broken. Our laws are not working. The, the pedos are allowed to run free. And that's just not acceptable. And so the idea for the culture to actually take action against the pedophiles we have too many weak people in this nation that are too afraid. And so actions like this are good. They expose them, they tag them, they humiliate them, and they need to be ruthless. Every pedophile needs to be exposed and needs to be called out and needs to be humiliated in public everywhere they go. That has to be a perpetual living millstone of pain and dis- disclosure. Is what, and that's a virtual millstone. We need to continue to do that. It needs to be that ruthless. This time that we are in is not going to get any easier, but there's a simple thing to remember in all of this. Remember this. The power of the people is stronger than the people in power. And that's a simple fact that if we would remember this problem, this whole mess that we're in would literally go away overnight. But unfortunately, we're, we keep getting wrapped up in the fact that we need government. I need to stress this point, and this is, became so clear after this weekend. Government needs us. We don't need them. And we have proved this. If you reflect back on the last three years and really ask yourself how much government has done for you, I think you'll come to the same conclusion. It's pretty much nothing. So the question is, is what do we need government for? And the fact is that we don't really need government. We just haven't embraced how great and how powerful the people we are. So I'm going to give you just a little, it's a recap for me. You weren't there, but they asked me to speak this weekend on liberty. And the thing is that liberty is a really interesting uh discussion because liberty is about freeing us from slavery, freeing us from the binds and chains of government. That's the true sense and and definition of liberty. And we're living a lot with this idea of freedom. And freedom is the word of trap. And I've literally had people say to me like, no, we need to worry about freedom, not liberty. They've got it wrong. It's reversed. We need to be worrying about liberty, not freedom. Freedom is when you are given the illusion of being free. That's what we're dealing with right now. Freedom says you are free to do certain things, but not others. And so in a construct that we're in right now, freedom becomes the trap. It's where they can give you these ideas that you are have no restrictions on you as long as you follow the rules. Sound familiar? So it's like you can do anything you want as long as you wear a mask. You now have freedom. You can do anything you want as long as you get a jab. You now have freedom. You are free to roam. You can do anything you want as long as you drive the speed limit that we dictate to you. And if you don't, we will penalize you. 
And people will say, well, that's reasonable. And I'm going to say, no, what's reasonable is when we become reasonable with ourselves and manage ourselves. That's true liberty. So in the example of liberty is when we are listening to God and God is guiding us and we arrive at these certain points that God needs us to be, we're living truly in liberty, free of the shackles of slavery, free of the shackles of the world. And it's that sense that we're trying to reclaim. Unfortunately, so much emphasis right now is being placed on trying to fix the system that's a broken system by putting in new faces as if they're going to make the system work. The system that we are in is in the process of massive collapse. And it's something that everybody needs to get their head around. We are in a massive transition in humanity right now. We are seeing world governments collapse. What comes out of this will be partly dictated by what we determine as the people will be our destiny. So if we are going to pursue the digital world, we will be enslaved in the digital world as humanity. If we are going to seek God and pursue that, we are going to be set into a path of liberty and sovereignty in which we will learn and reclaim our ability to manage ourselves and the collective groups, communities, tribes that we're in through the power of God, which is as the pilgrims did, as our founding fathers intended. I want you to listen to this on digital currency. It's an interesting perspective on the Biden game that they're playing about research and digital currency. But it's really important what she says at the end. Pay attention to that and we'll pick the conversation up there. One minute, 54 seconds. Executive Order 14067. Is President Biden getting rid of cash? Is digital currency replacing paper money? You may have been hearing that stuff floating around the internet for the last few weeks. So first, let me just say as clearly as possible, no. President Biden is not replacing paper money with digital currency. That is not what Executive Order 14067 does. Here's what it does. On March 9th of this year, President Biden signed Executive Order 14067. This executive order does several things, but what I think everyone is freaking out about is the part where the president orders the U.S. government agencies and the Federal Reserve to put a pep in their step when it comes to research and development of a potential United States Central Bank Digital Currency, known as a CBDC. For those of you who have been paying attention to my page, I actually told you all about that research that was underway way back in this video on January 20th. It's important to understand doing research on digital currency does not mean paper money is going away tomorrow, if it goes away at all. It just means the government is saying, hey, this might be a thing in the future, so we, the government, should be prepared with infrastructure, rules, regulations, and appropriate technology. The purpose of Executive Order 14067 is for all of the federal government to get with the program and recognize that millions of people have already invested in, traded, and used cryptocurrencies surpassing $3 trillion. The Executive Order wants the government to prepare, plan, and come up with recommendations for ways the United States can be at the forefront of the change if it happens, for the United States to be able to protect investors and consumers, for possible new regulations for these digital assets, and to make digital currency accessible to everyone through infrastructure if it becomes more widely used. I put all the facts about this executive order on my website. So, Patriots, one of the big things that she says there at the end, which is so critical, is how they are preparing this digital currency if it continues to be used. You see, we're still in a really critical place of free will and choice. 
And this is evidenced by the fact that Starbucks is now in the 1st of October going cashless. And this is the beginning of their transition to NFTs and to digital currencies that they're trying to run themselves. What we're seeing is a corporate world that is trying to sell us on a new way. And it's part of the bit that they're not forcing some of this, but they're expecting that their influence will deceive enough people that they will choose this path and that they, we will then accept our slavery, which is to accept our new freedom, key word again, that we will accept the new terms of our freedom and walk into a new era of digital enslavement, which is a Tholian web. You'll never get out of it. Versus liberty, where we free ourselves from the shackles of all that they are and free ourselves from the shackles and burdens of government and move forward. Oh, Patriots, I do have a bit of breaking news here. This is really amazing news, great news. So we have, I don't know if you all know or have heard of Rob and Jamie's, Jamie from Banners for Freedom. They're just awesome people. I've had a chance to meet them um, a while at the, where did I meet them? I met them at the Springfield event with Michael and Dell, interviewed them. I think we've already had that interview here. They're going to come back on the show. And then I had a chance to meet them this weekend again. I had lunch with them today. Unexpectedly, Robert has put together an ad, which is for Bards FM. <laughs> this is really cool. And I'll talk about it again tonight and tomorrow. That on starting, so it'll start on Wednesday and it'll air for a couple days, it will be on Times Square. Bards FM will be advertised on Times Square. This is unbelievable. Totally cool. So they have they have a website, and I'll put that up for donating for donations. If you want to donate to an amazing group of people, and it is, and by the way, they're gonna put the Bards FM, and I can I'll read to you what the what the uh what it says, it says, in the end, God wins, Bards FM, and then it shows B-O-W, bow, and then it breaks it out, Bards of War, Bards FM, BardsFM.com. Really awesome. So if you want a great group to donate to, that's them, and I'll get you the link uh, in this pod, after this podcast. I'll put that up for everybody, and I'll also have it up all week long so you can find it. Great, great couple. They take their children everywhere with them under these events. Two young boys, they're dynamos, and they're wonderful, and they're getting an education with their parents in and great missions of liberty. So just a wonderful family. It, just, it looks like one of our mods just got it up, bannersforfreedom.com. Thank you. It's awesome. www.bannersforfreedom.com. Do support them. They're just, they're fantastic, wonderful folks. And like I said, we're going to get a Bards promo up on, and I'll have the video and we'll put it up on Telegram and we'll put it up on other places, but it's really cool. He said he'd get it to me later this week, so that's awesome. Okay, so back to our, that was breaking news. I like that. We don't very often get good breaking news. That's good breaking news. We need more of it. So again, we're really dealing with this concept of liberty, and we have to get very clear in our head what, that, what we're fighting for. Every time we say freedom, I cringe because freedom is just dictated by the power elites. And we're sucking into a lot of that stupidity. 
But the world is literally falling apart and we know that. And so much of what we know about the world is unraveling to show that we are, it is not what we thought it was. Take a listen. I love this piece, by the way. And I'm, I, I cracked up laughing when I heard it. I hope you enjoy it. This is a wonderful perspective on our moon landing. Dadgummit. Hey, sorry. The people that don't believe that we landed on the moon, um, I am giving you a point. I gotta, I gotta give you a point. I, but a man in 1960-something can fly a rocket to the moon and make a FaceTime phone call to Earth and they are able to then air it? 10-minute lag from Earth? I got a 10-minute lag trying to look up a YouTube video yesterday. And I'm on Earth. So what's the deal? They've had this technology since the 60s. And it still sucks this bad? <laughs> I don't understand. How can a man make a phone call after landing his spaceship on the moon to Texas, but I can't call my mama 25 minutes away from me? NASA? You got anything to say? <laughs> I think we deserve an answer on that. NASA, where are you? We want an answer. This is epic. And this is absolutely epic on just the honesty. I just, this is what I love so much about patriots that are awake. It's just honesty. And it's just the most obvious questions that we just go along our life and we go, da, la, 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 like nothing's going to happen. And we end up in a place where we suddenly discover that so much of what's put before us are lies, just like everything else. See, we are working in a matrix of lies and with liars. And just like the term freedom, just like the, the accomplishments that represent freedom, just like all of that, so much of this is built on a lie, a fabrication with a master step every time that behind all of this to drive us to a point of a further enslavement. Everything that they do is engineered to walk you into accepting a story that in some way or another is tied to, quote, freedom, which is all about walking you into a new era of slavery. And this is the entire world in which we live. And it's, it's the matrix that is it's falling apart and people are waking up. We are seeing through all of this. And you're getting some hard questions that people need to ask. It's just like I said about Jan 6. Ask the hard questions. I don't care if you're popular. It doesn't matter whether people like to hear it or not. I'm not going to roll over and start gushing tears and sorrows and moans about everything going on Jan 6 and everybody involved until I get some harder facts. I know that there's been some criminality done. I know people have been thrown in jail. I know people have been held. I've been held illegally. Like, technically not illegally without, without charge. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. There are so many people like on Jan 6 as an example that were FBI agents. How many of those that are in jail, who are tied to the FBI operation. I have no idea. We don't have any truth on that matter. We don't have any truth at all. President Trump arrives today in D.C., if you haven't seen that story. When he got off the plane, he was still wearing his golf shoes. 
And then the story comes out. It's like, oh, folks, I'm working over here at the Washington, D.C. golf club, whatever. Yeah, but we know President Trump doesn't fly with his golf shoes on and look like he just came out of a nap. He always takes good care of himself. What's that about? One side is saying he's arrested. Another side is saying that is asking questions. Nobody really knows. Take the queen issue. Duncan did a fantastic story on this Saturday. He's been doing some great research. That's Kilted Christian. If you don't listening to him, go listen to him. But now they've got the queen. There's two queens that died in 24 hours. Both of them were 96 years old. And then we've got this whole assembly of people, the dignitaries being called in. They can't fly their own jets. They can't take their private cars. They have to fly in on commercial aircraft and they have to go on bus to get to the assembly. And the morning time, which is everything against God, by the way, is now 17 days. The entire principle of where we are is we have to constantly, and I'm going to say this term again, just like I titled the show, keep things real. And that means we've got to ask hard questions that are not comfortable and people aren't always happy to hear. And if we're not pursuing these questions and asking these questions, and we're just going about going, well, oh, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Everything right now is relevant. There is nothing that's happening that is not tied to something else. And everything is intentional. We're dealing with consequences and we're dealing with with intention. And everything they do is intentional. When you look at the date, it was 1776, 1,776 days exactly when the first Q post of the queen dropped dead, supposedly. And she was living in the Mason, Freemasonry house, whatever it was, number 96. She died 96 years old. 96 is an important number to them. We don't pay attention to that language because we ignore it. We're told it's, we're even told it's not important. We're told it's conspiratorial if we do. Their language is truly detailed in numerology and numbers. All of this ties to one of their biggest lies they put on all of humanity. And I said it again, freedom. We're not free people at all. Freedom came from our acceptance in a covenant with God. That covenant gave us sovereign rights and liberty. But everything else is just a comedy show. And they have replaced the word freedom or replaced the word liberty with freedom so that they can dictate the terms of what that looks like. And they've done a fabulous job of reengineering freedom. And if you doubt that, just go walk around and find all the number of people that have jabs and are still wearing masks. And it's a ton. Now, within all of this, we're seeing the continued rise of deaths of the COVID shot. And this is something that they are trying everything they can to, to mask over. And I'm going to tell you this, and it's important. I've said this many times. We are not seeing either side of our bipolar political world call out COVID. There's, a, there's always one or two in there that do. But as a general rule, neither Republicans or Democrats... Nobody is saying stop the shot. Nobody is. We're losing 4,000 people a week. Now, here's, here's a dark reality that we're going to have to start asking ourselves about, and this is really dark. And I think it makes us, it puts us into a moral conundrum, actually, in, in this world and in our country, but we're going to have to face it. 
95 to 97 percent or higher of the Biden followers and progressive liberals took the shot and took the boosters. And to a large degree, they are the ones in the millennial class and others that are dropping dead. Now, I don't care how you dice this apple. The fact of the matter is, you can call that total war, but in the end of the day, it's still genocide. And where we have to get decoupled from is this hatred for one another based on politics because what happens is, is when we get to that place and we hear, oh, progressives are dropping dead good and we cheer, patriots, that's not God's way. God wants nothing to do with that sort of thinking. And if you question that, just go to the story of Joshua where the Lord's arm, the captain of the Lord's army stood before him and Joshua asks him and says, are you against us? Are you, are you for us? Or are you against us? And he says, no, which is simple. I'm not part of any of your stupid games. He doesn't, that's me adding that. But it's very clear. It's like, I'm not part of your stupid human games. No. I am here as the, as the captain of the Lord's army. And oh, by the way, you're on sacred ground. Take off your shoes. That's the raw truth of where we are right now. And we as a remnant have to get very clear to stay out of these veins of politics because they tend to bring in the lines of hatred from one another. The power of what we talk about in loving our enemy, it's a power of love that is so great and so pure and so godly in its nature that it crushes evil. It destroys hatred. It is truly the greatest sword we could ever wield. And it makes the sword of steel and it makes all of our obsession with guns look trite. Because what can wield there is truly the power of life and death through the sword of the spirit. We've been given that power. And it's one that we have to be responsibly available, aware of to use. So we are at a point where our path, it's very clear. It's not this bipolar nonsense of politics. You've got this orchestration going on on a global level. Russia is now saying what, that they're withdrawing, pulling back it is from Ukraine. Zero Hedge ran an article today questioning whether that's the preparation for a tactical nuclear strike. We have massive food issues around the nation, around the world. Food shortages are mounting. Water is depleting. Take a listen to this. This is an interesting one on the water. Ties right in with scripture. I hate the voice because it's one of these digital voices, but one hour, one minute, 55 seconds. Gog and Magog are drinking water from Euphrates River. Some of you may think this is fake and untrue, but please read your holy scriptures. It clearly stated that at the end of the days, the Euphrates River will dry up. The Bible says it in Revelation chapter 16 verse 12. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the king in the east. The prophet Muhammad also mentions that at the end of the days, the Euphrates River will dry up revealing unknown treasure that will be the cause of strive and war. For decades Iraq has been squabbling with both neighbors about getting its fair share of the water. The dispute nearly flared into violence in the early 1970s, 
after Turkey and Syria diverted the Euphrates into a series of reservoirs and nearly dried out the river downstream in Iraq. Prophecy interpreters see that Iraq is the starting point of the end-time scenarios. Two days ago, Iraq asked Ankara to increase the flow of water downstream along the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, as both countries face droughts and tensions over resource management. Many lakes have been completely dried up. The Euphrates and Tigris have become the river without water. The water has stopped flowing. If you read ancient scripture like Torah and Hebrew Bible, it was written that at the end of the days, Gog and Magog will drink the water of Tigris and Euphrates. Drinking the water here is not literal meaning. It is inferential. Drinking water here probably means building dam to control the water and let others dry up. Look at these family tree. You will see that Gog and Magog are one of Noah grandson. Then believe it or not, Magog was the predecessors of Turkey, Syria, Russia, Iran, China. All these country love building dam and weaponizing water especially, China. So it's just, again, we're, we're seeing so many things happen that are lining up and the debate goes on of whether we're end of times or not end of times. And this is really where I come down to, and it's really important because we're dealing in a mass in a world of mass deception. We've talked a lot about freedom tonight, about keeping it real, because we have to keep challenging these narratives to get ourselves grounded into the true sense of where things are, and we have to question everything. The thing is that whether we are in end of times or not in end of times does not change our mission, and the obsession of end of times is a waste of time. Because until we are pulled off the field, God expects us to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. That means we have discipleship in our hands that we need to be doing in this world. If you wonder what a world looks like without, with lack of disciples, without people discipling, it's pretty easy. Walk out your front door, turn on CNN, walk around the city, see what happens when a country, when a world does not have its children of God doing their work as disciples. So when we are focused on the end of times, when we are focused on all of the negativity and the control, when we're not questioning the narratives, when we're not looking truly at what God's covenants were and we had covenants with him, which were based on sovereignty and liberty, we're just fooling ourselves. We're trying to find an easy way through things and not be responsible for the actions we are. We can sit and wring our hands all day long about end of times. We can be mapping out everything you want on end of times. We can be trying to come up with all the details and truth. Here's the facts. It's a simple fact. The only thing that will get us through this, the only thing, is our relationship through Christ to the Father. Without that relationship, we're not getting anywhere. Now, I just want to add this because I've said this a number of times and I really want to weigh this in. I've got one more piece I want to play tonight. But I want you to just, I want this to really settle in. There are tears and rage in heaven right now. And I'm not saying this lightly. I want you to imagine yourself being of the angelic order. And I want you to have that moment where you totally have your eyes on Father. And Father has told you to do what you do everything you can to protect humanity. And everything that you do, humanity turns your back on God. Everything that you do, humanity is more concerned with what their next car purchase is going to be, what their clothes are going to look like, what drink they're going to have tonight at the bar, who they're going to hook up with so they can jump in bed with and have a one-night fling to imagine that it's going to be someone hot and heavy, just like it's on the model covers. 
the covers of the model magazines, forgetting that most of those models are transgenders anyway. See, this is the stupidity of where we are and the disgrace in which we are as humanity. Our mission is real. Our mission is to be in discipleship in this world, to be bringing people back to the Christ, to the eyes on Christ, to the Father. It's not something that's optional. It's always a free will, but it's not, if you're going to walk in that path, it's not optional. It's not something to be frivolous about. It is a mission, just like if you were in a line with a squad, if you were the machine gunner, if you were the point, if you were the sniper, if you were the recon guy, you have a mission and a duty. You fulfill the mission without question or else you are costing lives. That is the responsibility that each of us have. It is 24-7, and it never ends. I want you to hear this piece on spiritual armor. The enemy is not after your health. He's not after your money. He's not after your relationships. He's not after your job. He's after this. He's after your mind. Because the devil knows that if he can get your mind spinning, asking questions like, Where's God? I thought I was a Christian. I thought I was hidden in the shadow of his wing. I thought I was protected. I thought the enemy couldn't find me. I thought he'd never leave me or forsake me. Why is God allowing this to happen? The enemy knows that if you ask these questions long enough, you can talk yourself out of faith. Let me tell you that an analytical mind is a gift from God until it trumps your faith. God would never give you a gift that could talk you out of him, that could talk you out of believing him. You need to understand this. The enemy is attacking you because he wants you to walk away from God. He wants you to lay down your faith and take off your spiritual armor. Don't take the bait today. Don't take it. Seriously, he's right. Patriots, God loves us. He wants us to be happy. He's not out to see us be miserable. So in this crazy time that we're in, as we're seeking that walk with Christ, understand that if you're feeling joy and glory in God, don't feel guilty about it. Take it into the world. That's what God needs. We are not going to defeat this enemy by being morose and miserable like this enemy. We are going to defeat this enemy by walking as Christ would walk with the glory and God within us and the light of Christ shining through us and us truly bringing the joy into the world. We have to be able to smile. We have to be able to embrace all of that. Who would want to follow a miserable God? I, this is one of the things that I am so hard on on churches because when the church is telling you all the time that you are a sinner, you are a miserable soul, you are a sinner, that's encouraging. I'd be like, yeah, I want to join that congregation real quick. We are the new church. The church is within us. And this is truly our mission before us to go out here and bring the light of Christ into the world. So just keep this in mind before we pray tonight. Everything you do, every place you go that Christ shines, you have no idea how that touches someone other than to say, you know that it will because once it's done and Jesus is walking through you and we are just part of that moment, we are doing God's bidding in a perfect way. And every interaction, every step we take, every breath we take is truly through and with him. And when we're there, we are the perfect soldier in God's army.
Trust in him. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are so blessed tonight to come together as we do each night in this assembly and in this fellowship that we have. And Lord, I just begin this prayer myself tonight, speaking for the many in a gracious thank you, in a humble thank you for Bards Nation. What a beautiful, beautiful family you have created here, Father. And what an amazing assembly of people you have brought together from all walks of life. Father, I give this testimony to you tonight because I've had the opportunity this weekend to meet so many from Bards Nation. Every one of them is such beautiful souls. Every one of them fighting in your name, seeking to, to just please you, Father. So, Father, as I share this prayer tonight with all, with whoever else would like to join in, thank you for that blessing. Thank you for the strength of an amazing fellowship of people. Thank you for a beautiful development of a family in the most unique ways, on the one of the most unique ways of doing it many of whom have never seen each other and yet have come to trust each other, share their lives with each other, and in the process we have strengthened and risen as a remnant. So, Father, on this night we just pray that you'll continue to give this remnant strength, strength to fight, strength to lead, strength to show the light of Christ in the world. Guide us all, protect us, and give us the wisdom we need in each and every step. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, I truly am blessed. I say this from a very personal level, and I had such a great weekend meeting many of you and look forward to the times ahead to meet many more. We have an amazing family of unbelievably talented and passionate people for Christ. We are truly a remnant of enormous potential and enormous inspiration through Christ. Never doubt what we have. Never doubt the power in which Christ puts within us. Seek it, pursue it with all your heart, and let the world witness that glory and love it brings to you. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. Truly, he's with us. I can witness that so many ways. But we have still that obligation to dig in, pray, pray ferociously like lions, and seek that deep and intimate relationship in Christ. In the end, God will always wins. That's the easy check the box. Yep, God wins. But not the way we think. Because it's not that easy. God has us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. It's a spiritual war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. God trusts us. We must trust him. We must occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, 
support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. 
We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.